If you are listening to the Candid Conversations podcast, it means you are ready to have a major breakthrough in your business. That is why we invite industry experts onto this show so you can fill your mind with valuable information. We exist because we believe business owners are the real investors of the economy. Here's your host, Charles Schwinn from Flying Kite. Welcome to another episode of Candid Conversations. Today, we have Adele Bemby. Adele, you have so many titles. You know, you are a mother, you are a wife, you run a business called Success Company, Epic Life, and I believe you have another one that you've been running for the past two years. Adele, welcome to the show. Thank you, Charles. Such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invite. It's always an honor to, to be invited to, to be on this kind of thing and share with you. Adele, you know, we were having so much fun off camera now. And um, the, the first thing I want to chat about it, because this is actually how we met, is uh, through your EPIC life. And EPIC stands for Exciting, Purposeful, Insightful, and uh, uh, Courageous. What was the genesis of this? How did you come up with it? And I know it's been going since January 2000. Yeah, how did, mm-hmm. it, how did this come about? Correct. Um, so, Charles, for me, Epic Life is, is about the entrepreneurial journey. And I just love entrepreneurs. I really believe that entrepreneurs, businesses are the heart of any community, any economy. They are really the heart of everything. Um, you know, who gets the job done when it comes to making things happen? It's the entrepreneurs. Mm. We employ people. We make things happen. We create new products. We're the heart of innovation. And I just love the entrepreneurial space. And what I did find, though, was that entrepreneurs were tired. They were overworked. And a lot of the entrepreneurs were saying to me, I I love my business, but I just wish I had some balance. And so Epic Life literally was born out of this whole desire to support entrepreneurs and to, to give them the balance, help the businesses to grow up. A lot of us have had businesses for many, many years, but it's still an infantile business. It hasn't matured beyond the stage when you first launched it. You're still the heart of the business. You're still everything to the business. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs haven't had that moment where they can actually get a business that matures, grows up, and then move into a place where they get their balance back. And I just want to get entrepreneurs loving the entrepreneurial journey again. Mm. Let them have a great business that supports them in their great lifestyle where they're creating great memories. And then the extension of that, obviously, is having great impact in the world. And that's how we define. And that's why we have exciting, purposeful, insightful, and courageous as those key words. Because it should be an exciting journey. It I'm so glad be. that you mentioned that. Because, you know, you mentioned that when... Some, sometimes a, a business has been running for years and the person is still the business, which reminds me of a stat that uh, I've heard many, many times that, um, well, basically when a business starts, it has mm. two endings. You either close yeah. it down or you sell it. And 96% mm. of the business close down because they are mm. the business. When they retire, that's it. And, it, yes. and the more I think about it, the, the, it's sad because you give your blood, sweat and tears seven days a week, 365, mm. and then... Thanks for coming. Um, this is it, because they don't have a systems and process in, in, uh, built into it. So I'm, I'm very, very glad that you that you mentioned that. Now I, I just had a I just had an image in my head now. So 20 years ago, obviously we're no virtual. So tell talk us through the first ever event. Like how did you get the word out there? Where was it? Did you have sandwich for everybody? Did you have a wooden spin? <laughs> like, you know, what, what, did you have a big hair with a, with a perm? With soda pads. Soda pads. Soda pads. Soda pads. You probably had soda pads. Um, 
actually you're right and a little bit of psychedelic in there oh wow <laughs> so so walk us through like how was that first event like from i mean 20 so yeah 2000 no actually no 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 so i'm wrong 2000 there were no there were no shoulder pads that's the 80s my mistake that was the 80s but i do recall that and i have photos of me having those big beautiful shoulder pads that made oh, us look wow. like we were going to mars <laughs> oh wow so take us through the take us through the first event like where was it so Charles, you know what? I think the big thing to go back to is that where does the start? You know, you always start with your circle of influence and the people that you feel that your purpose is there for. Mm. And it started with the people that I had around me first. Um, you know, the networking people, the entrepreneurs that I was meeting in our networking meetings. And, you know, and the reality is um, that it actually it starts one-on-one. -on -one. And that, that was my journey is it started with the one-on-one -on -one saying, how can I help other people through my journey? What can I do to be able to give them the lessons that I learned mm. the fastest way? Because they say a wise person learns from, from their own mistakes, but a wiser person learns mm. from others. Mm. And so for me, it actually started in that one-on-one -on -one vulnerable space of allowing people to to share where they're at and getting literally my hands dirty in their businesses, going into the trenches and helping them to reshape that. Um, and so this trend became a reality for me of doing this. And then I started with these smaller, more intimate groups, but where people still felt like they could be vulnerable and say, look, I'm not going to put on a mask here. I'm going to drop the mask and I'm going to tell everyone because it's a safe place. These are the, the reasons why I believe my business hasn't matured. This is why I don't have systems in place. And actually, I don't have good health and I don't have this, but I want to get there. And, you know, walking that journey then with these smaller groups of people um, has been so encouraging. And I think you always want to create the safe place. Um, and, and then obviously the event started where, you know, you start taking people away to help them get a life and experience life and help them get out to beautiful places to experience um, different sceneries. My big thing is I love travel. So to take people into beautiful places and help them experience that is something that I personally love. And so for me, my, my journey wasn't starting with a massive event. It was actually starting at the heart of who is the entrepreneur? What are their daily things that they face? And getting to know that first. Mm. Once you get that on a micro level, then you can scale it. Mm. So that's that's been my journey is helping entrepreneurs and and the scaling happens out of that. Um, you know, you can't start by thinking you know it all. You really need to find out what they're experiencing before you can scale. So, so what that was, was the, my experience. What were some of the, I suppose, mistakes or some blunders you made along the way that in your head that you think it could work and it totally didn't work? Were there anything that stands out? Um, so... As you mentioned, I've got I've got different brands and I've got different um, you know things that I've experienced along the way. And th I think the thing that if you had asked me what's worked, what hasn't worked, um, from an entrepreneurial perspective, because I help entrepreneurs, but I also run my own business. Yeah. I've got you know four brands that I manage. I'd probably have to say you know the things that have worked for me has been connection with my team. That's been massive. But the biggest thing that's worked for me is listening to my market. Your customers will tell you what you need to know. And if you're not listening into the heart of what they need, why are you in business? <laughs> this is a real question I ask people. You know, we think we, we exist because we have a business. No, you exist because you have customers that need what you provide. Mm. And a lot of entrepreneurs, I find, they stop listening to their customers because they get busy. And then we assume we know what our customers want. 
And then we start doing things that we think they want and we wonder why it's not working. If we just keep asking them, that that's the key. So what has been my biggest thing that's worked? Asking my customers, what do you actually need? What do you want? And what's the biggest downfall is when I didn't do that, you know, when I didn't ask them and I try to think what they needed and I spent hours creating products, services, investing time and money into things that they didn't even want because I didn't ask them. So my biggest my biggest lesson in, in business has been to ask my customers first and only design around that proven concept of what they want, what they're willing to pay for. Because if they want it, the new potential customers outside of my existing ones will want that. That's a very interesting, that's a, I mean, obviously this, this for you is being a 20 year journey. Um, there, but there are certain cases that are outliers. For example, I think the, the, the famous saying from, from, from Henry Ford, if you had asked a person what they want, they'll say a faster horse, right? But he, he saw something, and that's a bold step. But then again, these are outliers. These are outliers. Uh-huh. Same as, same as uh, Steve Jobs when he started the, the iPhone. It did not exist. But he, st- he, I mean, the reason why iPhone has an I in it, not because I mean me, I stands for internet. He had that foresight to name everything, uh-huh. I, I, I this and I that. So I get what you're saying, and it's 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 quite interesting because so here's my question: like if you ask somebody a question like what they need, the the question will detect the answer. It's like when you do a survey, it, you can ask mm-hmm. leading questions and get what you want in, to support the stats. So how do you actually really get out the nitty gritty? Is there a process that the entrepreneurs out there can say, "Hey, I didn't think of that. I should ask them this question." I think the the key thing is, you know, as much as we're asking our customers is to look at where is industry going? Where is the world going? I mean, we sit with the fourth industrial revolution. We know that even though they may not know the power of AI and what it's going to do in their life going forward right now, because they're in the present, we get indicators that tell us where it's going. And then we combine that with their needs. And that's when the power starts, you know, really plugging in is when we're able to say, okay, well, we, we can see where the world is going and, and, and there are industry leaders that are championing this, the Elon Musk's of the world, et cetera. And if we can take that where, of where the world is going and integrate that with where they feel their need is, that's where the gold lies. You know, so I, I believe you've got to look forward. You've got to look at what, they, what we believe they'll need, but combine that with what they're actually telling us they need. And then we're going to have a power product that's going to be not only currently available and, and have power in their life, but futuristic and be able to service them in the future. And then just, just keep on looking forward and looking at them. Keep on looking forward and looking at them. That's that's the key. Can you give me an example of somebody that you work with or you've seen in your own business that uh, this process, like a real case study, does, does, does anything uh, pop Okay, pop so let, let's just take the invention of um, even, even to the online world. I mean, every all of us, we're going online and we were so blessed last year. I was so happy when people found out what Zoom was. Um, so <laughs> I'll give you a classic example and then I'll just um, elaborate on that. So when we launched one of our um, our brands, our fourth brand called The Reviewer, you mentioned it a bit earlier. And mm. um, we, two years ago, had to first train people how to use Zoom before we could even have a meeting with them. So one of the ironies of COVID and lockdown was that everybody got thrown into the Zoom era. They had to. And no we got thrown into an era where we had to learn it. Mm. 
And I was laughing secretly inside going, oh my goodness, I'm going to love this when, you know, when COVID's calmed down and we can get back to business um, that I don't have to train people in Zoom and have them so self-conscious on a screen anymore because now they know what it is. Um, and the, the big thing out of that has been that using technology, looking forward, what can we do that's bigger than us? The geographical boundaries on business because of what we've been through. And looking at, okay, well, what does an international market look like? What, who can I service? And what does it look like? How can I reach them? With what we've been through, with looking at the current need, which is what, which is what it was to take our businesses online, has now allowed people to go, oh, my goodness, I'm in a position to scale. I'm now in a position to say, well, I had to take out of need my yeah. business online. So we were helping people do that last year we, because we've been through the journey of, launch, of being online. We knew the technology. We knew what was happening. And out of the current need that our clients had last year and very much this year, not only have we been able to help them with their current need of just keeping their businesses going, but we've been able to plant a seed by looking forward to say, why are you limiting yourself to the local market now? Why are you staying in a place where this technology you've created is only looking after who you look after now? Why not spread your wings and start to look beyond that? What about the next major center or even across border? Mm. And so by looking forward, but using the current need, we've been able to take a lot of our, our clients and say, why are you limiting yourself? We've got recruitment companies that are now doing international recruitment. We've got HR companies that are now helping people with international placements of people that are working virtually, but are South African based now working for international companies because they can now because it's on all online and virtual offices now exist. And our local businesses now are bringing in international revenue. And these are just some of the cases that we're working with. So it's so exciting when you're able to look at the current need. How can I help with that current need as a service provider, but then look forward and plant the seed to say, what about this? And so that was our example with two companies that we're working with is, you know, just that's just two that I'm mentioning. Spread your wings now. Current need, service, delivery from our side. But now look forward. What can you do with this? I concur with that because last year, I mean, I never thought that I would get a chance. I, so one of my clients invited me to come and do a speaking gig, and they're based in Dubai. Uh, the oh. head office is in Dubai, and then they have staff all over. So when I spoke to them, there were people logging out from UK, from England, from India, from, from Taiwan, from China, from Hong Kong. It's yeah. like, and then it opens up your mind. And now, recently, I started working with a client that's in Norway. So I can actually call myself awesome. an international sales code, quote unquote, international, because I've literally gone through the border. This would not have been possible if it wasn't for that. So which reminds me, basically, what you have, what you are doing is asking people the so-called shift questions. So as an, as an example, so let's say, uh, Adele, if, you're, if your business, so right now, let's say, as an example, you work from nine to five. And Adele, mm -hmm. I had to ask you, what if you cannot operate between nine to five. You can only operate from five until 12. What would you have done then? You'd most likely say, well, I'll probably have to service an international market or have to get my, my website up and going. And then I'll ask you, so why aren't you doing that now? That's basically what you're doing, the shift question, right? Exactly. Asking the question a different way. Absolutely. And, and so many people are just so far and deep into the trenches that that it's difficult for them to, you know, as entrepreneurs to lift their eyes and be visionary, but yet most entrepreneurs are actually by nature visionary. Mm. 
but because of the busyness of life and I always say you've got crying babies and which one is crying the loudest and it's usually the problem that's happening in the business in that day mm. and it's so important for entrepreneurs to just create spaces and pockets in time to be visionary again because I believe that these shift questions actually we ask them but they're there. And if the entrepreneurs just take a little bit of time, I, I take the first hour of every day and I drive my own objectives. I look at the future. I look at current. I look at people that I can help. I look at, at what I can do to drive my objectives. But a lot of entrepreneurs don't take time to drive their own, their own objectives. They're reactive to whatever's shouting the loudest. And normally that's the first WhatsApp or email that they see. And I always tell yeah. people as entrepreneurs, do not look at your email first thing in the morning. It's the yeah. worst thing you can yeah. do because you're just going to get sucked into someone else's requests of you. And entrepreneurs, I think are missing out on the opportunity of being visionary because they're not creating those pockets. I create an hour a day, literally the first hour of every day when I sit down behind my desk is visionary what are we doing differently what does the future need let me ask a customer what they need how can I help somebody somebody else today as an entrepreneur what can I do to build someone else and I, I challenge myself as an entrepreneur and it's been a game changer for me so from an entrepreneurial perspective I would really like to encourage that coffee moment with yourself it's an appointment with yourself and you deserve it and your business needs it to say right what does the future hold and how can I make it amazing the answers are sitting there. They're sitting there, right there. But we're not creating the time to actually ask and answer those questions. Mm. That that is that is wonderful advice. And um, I I want to chat a little bit about Epic Life. So it happens once a month, right? Mm. So for those of those uh, that don't know, give us a breakdown. Once a life, and then what are some of the activity? Because the one I saw was you had four, if I remember correctly, four speakers, fifteen minutes each, like a TED Talk style, and then people ask questions. Yes. Correct. So there's different ways that people engage and we're just lavishing at the moment on entrepreneurs with a lot of I like that word. <laughs> we lavishing. are lavishing. <laughs> we just keep on asking ourselves what more can we do to help, especially post-COVID. Um, and I think it's the most brilliant time to re-engineer your businesses. People have never been given a moment of permission like they have now to re-engineer re their businesses to make sure that it serves them. So um, as you know, Epic Life is all about getting people to love the entrepreneurial journey once again. Yes. So what does it look like? We've got a number of things that we do. We have got online courses. We've, we've got a number of them. But what is the stuff that would in, you would engage with? Once a month, we offer what you joined us for, mm -hmm. which is our Epic Life online event. And that's where we have Epic experts and friends. It's people that we trust, industry experts, that we bring on once a month into an hour-long conversation where they share their best tips right now for what's working right now. And then if people want to engage with them, they go onto the website and they can engage with them from there. So we're just trying to make our resources available to other entrepreneurs because we trust them. So we want them to be able to be um, helpful to the other entrepreneurs. So there's great advice there and those are free. We have our Epic Equip events, which is where I do two hours training um, every month. We do one business topic and then we do one personal topic. So for instance, I mean, this month has been leadership and then lifestyle. So leadership is on the business side, lifestyle is on the personal side. So we're running these concurrent journeys, personal and business the whole time to build the business, but also to build the entrepreneur. 
We then have the free course, which um, we are launching now officially on the 1st of April. Yes, the 1st of April, no joke. Um, and, and that one is an eight week course. It's all video based. You can watch the videos when you want. While we've said eight weeks is that we've created eight live Zoom sessions with me, one a month looking at one video a month. So there's eight videos that you work through. Sorry, once a week, my apologies. Yeah. So it's eight weeks long, but you can do it overnight, literally, if you want to. Binge um, watch. And that's, that starts they can, the they can binge watch it. Sorry? They can binge watch. Absolutely. They can if they want to. It's all there. It's in their time. But if they want to engage, obviously, just ask questions and brainstorm and go through ideas. We're making ourselves available once a, once a week to do that. Okay. Um, and then we've got a whole lot of free content, which is on the website as well, on, mm -hmm. under my vlog section. So you know, we're just trying to lavish on entrepreneurs because I think they need a year of just being spoiled and lavished on and given all the support they need. And then on the more adventurous side, we have Epic Life Getaways, where we take people away locally. And when I say locally, in the South African borders for about two nights, and we just go and enjoy what we have to celebrate here. And then as soon as we're allowed to travel again, we'll be doing international travel. So taking people to beautiful destinations and helping them to just restore, revive, and enjoy life. Awesome, awesome. Now, before, um, before I let you go, you, you provide so much good content. Now, if, if people want to get hold of you um, or if they want to join events, where is the best place for them to, to reach out to you? Best place is our website. We, you know, we're constantly updating it. Everything is there. And the website is obviously www.epiclife101.com. And if you want to reach out personally, I'll give you my email address. It's Adele, A-D-E-L-E, -E, at epiclife101.com. We're there to help, and that's the best way to reach us, either on email or on our website. Adele, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Charles. It's been amazing. Love talking to you. Thank you for the opportunity. If you would like to connect with Charles, get in touch with him on LinkedIn, Charles Schwinn, or follow him on Instagram, Flying Kite Today. Till next time.